Alejandra. I'm Sam. I'm Harrison. I'm Rocky. And I'm Marcelo. And this is Going Helm Steep, the Middle Earth film series retrospective by Talk Film Society. Episode 5, The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, Part 1. Speaking of things that are good, I really want to, now that it's on, now that we're all recording, I really want to just say, yo, the War of the Ring board game is fucking dope as hell, and I am buying it as soon as I can. Holy explain shit. Explain this, Harrison. Yeah, explain. explain it. Since, since this is a Lord of the Rings podcast, explain this Lord of the Rings board game okay, you recently so, played. Uh, a friend of mine invited me over to play uh, War, War of the Ring, which is very specifically based on the books not the movies because you know when they're doing that uh there's some salty motherfuckers who are angry about lore um (laughs) it's basically risk but two people only so you've got one side one person controlling all of the free peoples and one side controlling all the shadow so it's like rohan gondor elves dwarves and northmen against uh sauron's forces the Ortho, um, Isengard troops and uh, the Southrons and Easterlings. And it's just, there's like military victory or uh, corrupt Frodo slash destroy the ring. And it's actually just, it's it's not that long of a, one of these kind of board games. It's only about three hours. Um, but that's because like we both understood the geography of Middle Earth and didn't have to waste like an hour trying to find every spot. Um, but no, it's really cool just watching the machinery of these giant battles like kind of come together, um, and like accidentally the scope of the game kind of played out the way the source material plays out. I just thought it was really cool, and if you get the chance, you should totally play it. There you go. What's it called again? War of the Ring. War of the Ring, the Lord of the Rings board game that only two people can play and it takes three or four hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's fairly short, all things considered. And it costs $80 or something? $80? Yeah. yeah, 80 bucks. It's got like 200 some odd miniatures in it and a whole bunch of cards. Like, it's not that expensive for everything you're getting, honestly. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big board game player. I don't know if you guys have noticed I'm not into that kind of stuff no kidding uh, <laughs> my problem is that you need real friends to play with oh, shit. <laughs> this is true marcello yes. is against four things anime wrestling video games and board games well i'm not against board games i just never got into them <laughs> and i mean that's different from anime because anime is evil <laughs> excuse um, you but no yeah no the board game well oh, i mean have you guys ever played dungeons and dragons yes no Hey, how about Return of the King? How about that? How about that Return of the King? I'm just, I'm just. This is I'm related. Just, this is related. This is all related. It is. Fine. Thank you, Harrison. D and D would like, not exist without Lord of the Rings. Well, yeah, I, I, I think there's a connection there. So, yeah, I think it makes sense that uh, you, of all people, Harrison, would be in, into Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, speaking of Harrison, Dungeons and Dragons, Harrison is just Stephen Colbert. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a younger Stephen Colbert. Speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, there are Dungeons and Dragons in Return of the King. No, there aren't. Now, there are no dragons. Harrison's going to start <laughs> freaking out again. No, oh, fucking that's right. Wrong, wrong trilogy. We'll get to the dragons in like four weeks. It's fine. Okay, fine. They're, oh my god, so exciting. There are dragging-looking <laughs> sons of bitches 
but they're not called dragons. <laughs> it's called something else. They're uh, called fell beasts. Get there it you right. Go. And uh, dungeons. There are definitely dungeons in this in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Dungeons. Uh-huh. All right. Return of the King. Where do we even start? That opening at the that beginning. Cold well, open. Let's start by saying before. This is a disclaimer, you guys. If I sound like Treebeard, it's because I'm I have an upper <laughs> respiratory infection. And I'm so sorry uh, for all the coughing that you'll hear in this episode. Okay, carry on. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna try to cut as much of it out as I can. Uh, hopefully, hopefully all of it. You know, but you know, I can't, I can't catch everything. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's why Allie sounds like she's dying because she's literally dying. Yes, I am. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, hey, I mean, you, you find enough willpower to to come on the mic and talk Return of the King Part One. Oh yeah, that's right. I always have to open it with with this or this this episode is focusing on return of the king the extended edition part one okay it's the first like ooh, ooh. two hours uh it's like hour, seven minutes two, like two hours and seven minutes yeah two hours and five i think two and two two five sounds good here we go 207 i, wrote, I got it. i wrote it in my notes okay there, there you go. go 207 thank you uh i had written it down but i lost it but yeah it's only disc one and if you're watching it digitally just stop it uh, at two hours and seven minutes. And that's what we're talking about this episode. Okay, there you go. Now you're all set up. Return <laughs> this movie's so long and I love it so much. Uh, one of my big notes by the end of this uh, watching part one was like, oh yeah, this is a whole lot of movie in in a, in the first half. More, more in the first half than any other halves we've done. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of, I think out of any halves, this feels like a more like a more like a complete experience to me. That's just me, just you know, watching this and saying, "Oh, man, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I forgot that." Uh, not to skip to the end, but yeah, they show a lot of that. You know, the battle at the end, and a lot of like you know, um, uh, destruction and carnage. And then it just leaves it like a cliffhanger right in mid-battle. So I mm-hmm. loved that aspect of it. Um, it's just a lot of movie. But let's yeah, go to the they beginning. more of it than I remembered. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that first scene of this, the cold open, let's talk about that. It's lovely. On, on this. Yeah. No, it's lovely because, dude, think about it. You got the first film that has this amazing, amazing prologue. The second film has one of the best intros ever that we've already flipped out for. And this one is pretty calm at first. It's pretty chill. It's just like, you know, they're fishing and everything's fine. And then the moment they find that ring, you're just like, oh, this is going to get awful. And then it clearly gets insanely awful to the point of like eating raw fish and all this good stuff. So like, I don't know, like that intro I always found fascinating and very different than every other film that preceded it. It was so radically different. And it it throws you for a loop because you don't think it's going to be like... um, I don't know, you're expecting that engaging, almost an action sequence to begin the film, but you don't get that. You get the destruction of a soul <laughs> and what it actually did like to Gollum, you know? And it's incredible. I, I love the fact that we see that kind of transition from like a normal chill hobbit to a demon. <laughs> I literally cannot even watch <laughs> yeah. this intro because it is so fucking disgusting. It's yeah. fucking hard. I always fast forward. That's my dirty little Lord of the Rings secret. Ooh. I always fast forward. I know. I just can't do it. It's disgusting, and it makes me so fucking sad. Yeah, and I mean, like I said it. La- I said it um, two weeks ago on the Two Towers episode. But like, the fact that these prologues go like 
our reduction in scale every time, but get more and more intense as the series goes. Like, that opening uh, to Fellowship is so grandiose, it can't help but feel a little bit distant. But then Two Towers is simultaneously grandiose and personal because you know... Uh, you've seen the other side of that and you know how traumatic it is for everybody else but by the time you get to this you've seen what comes from this and this like like you said Ali it's really fucking brutal to watch it's so brutal like I honestly I, I cannot imagine watching this in theaters I just can't it would have been too much it was a lot <laughs> it was a lot <laughs> I yeah I had no idea it was going to start this way, um, but it made complete sense to me that we go all the way back to this flashback to see like the the uh, the, the the beginning of Gollum's journey. <laughs> I say that, but yeah, he just fucking kills somebody as an eagle. <laughs> that's that's what happens. Yeah, it's it's dark. It is. It's yeah. thematically kind of perfect though. Like it, the fact that you know, like Rocky said, like it's this. Starts like very picturesque, you know. It's the the Shire-ish. It's probably not the Shire. Harrison can correct me, but it's uh, the Riverland. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, but like, I think there are wood elves around there. Jesus yep. Christ! Yeah, I, will leave, correct. I will leave this call. <laughs> uh, but just the way it's yeah, like it. It's kind of a you know microcosm of the greater themes of the trilogy in one little scene. And uh, but also just we get to see Andy Circus's face, and so that's that's nice yeah. too. And then he violently strangles his cousin to death. But you know, yeah, it happens. It happens. So uh, was was this in the books? Uh, I'm gonna ask Harrison because Harrison would know for sure. Um, not this scene specifically. Like you get, you know what Gollum's backstory is, and he. Uh, Smeagol talks about it um, but I'm not sure I don't think this scene in detail and the sequence that follows of him going into like the Misty Mountains and eking out an existence uh, those are not specifically in the book because that's almost too literal for Tolkien Um, yeah no I don't I know. As far as my memory um, serves me, it's not there. It also wouldn't be in mm-hmm. Return of the King. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah because um, even in the in, in the in the movies in the script phase or whatever they had put they ooh, when was it that they wanted to put this they wanted to put this in the two towers uh, when they were going through the marshes right this whole sequence right and Jackson was like nah it 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 would be kind of just like a sore thumb. You know, it would mess up with the pacing. So yeah, they yeah. eventually said, "Hey, this, let's let's just put it uh, at the beginning of Return of the King and just you know freak everybody the fuck out before the grand right. epic, you know, <laughs> the 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 finale." And I like the idea that because this, this is clearly this is the river that uh, is sealed. Is, is that because it goes to Sealdor and then mm-hmm. Gollum, right? So yeah, it's like I like the fact that we see because like, when we first see that river, it's like post-war. It's all gray and shitty and dark and then here we see it as you know and this is the first time we're seeing that bright green and yellows that were uh that we got back in the shire again uh for basically we didn't see any of that in the two towers and so it's yeah. kind of a nice thing to see and then we get to straight you know more to our shittiness so 
it, it works really well. No, you're, you're right because like beforehand, there was definitely going to be orc poop in that river, and now it's like <laughs> pristine in the beginning of that you know film. So I hear you, Sam. So we see the birth of Gollum through these like horrendous, and I'm watching as I do every episode. I'm watching the movie in the background. I just talk about it, and yeah, <laughs> the th- and I don't blame you Ali for skipping ahead because this is some horrific <laughs> stuff you know you see uh, the murder you see Gollum's transformation and again like the visual effects Circus pulling it off with like his his face and also like the, 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 the makeup on his face and also transitioning to visual effects it's horrific but it's like super well done that blink is so great like the you know he mm-hmm. closes his eyes and it's him and then he opens them and they're uh, it's CGI and it's just mm-hmm. it's so perfect like it's we said this a lot that how well this is aged just because of how uh, well done it was and uh, yeah and then also his narration is really great and creepy do we transition to Inferno and Sam and Gala is that yeah mm-hmm. yeah we do uh, we, we, we transition to them uh, waking up and hey, the shenanigans um, <laughs> are about to begin in this plot line. I say shenanigans because, I mean, this whole first half, and this is where, like, it's not that I have, like, a big problem with it, but just like, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I'm seeing this be- these beloved characters just, like, fight amongst each other, <clears throat> especially Sam just being fooled by, uh, uh, by Gollum, you know, and it all begins with like over some stupid shit like oh you know it, it, i'm skipping ahead but you know bread you know the the bread disappearing the breadcrumbs and it's all part of Gollum's evil plan to to take him to to uh, Shelob. Yeah. motherfucker the only food you have to survive on <laughs> for a cross world trek is not some petty shit <laughs> like that is their survival dude it's like, bread squares it's petty <laughs> All right. They, they, what other they, food yo, do they have? They don't even burn an emblem into the bread. That's how lazy the fucking elves are, dude. They they could at least put some kind of sigil on the bread to make me appreciate their home. But nah, it's just a square wrapped in a fucking leaf. Bitch, I'm sorry. Do you see Wonder Bread burning their goddamn logo into loaves? No, no one. Lo- no one puts an insignia on bread. Get this out of here. <laughs> hey, this is Middle Earth. Like the rules are different. Like in Middle <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, I, whether it's bread or like I don't know a sirloin steak, it doesn't matter. It's like they're just fighting over like some ridiculous shit. Sure, yes. it's it's I don't know. Yeah, uh, because Frodo is easily fooled. Well, that's kind saying. of the point, right? Isn't it like, is. Yeah, it's just maddening to me. I, I mean, I, I love it still, but god damn it, guys, get on the same page, right? <laughs> Do you know what it is? You know what it is? It's the whole, um, like when you're a when you're stuck at sea. It's the home. It's the Simpsons episode where like Flanders and Homer and Bart and their kids, they're just stuck on that boat together, and they're just like, "I fucking hate you!" Like, and they all start like self-destructing. Like, that's kind of what's happening here. Like, they're literally stranded out at sea, and they're just like, "Yo, I fucking hate you." No, I hate you. No, <laughs> like I hate you. And it just turns into that whole thing. <laughs> it's wonderful. Of- <laughs> and on top of that, Frodo's got a malevolent, manipulative ring around his neck, trying to tear them apart so it doesn't get thrown into a volcano. It's not really about the bread why Frodo makes Sam leave. Like, it's... He kind of admits that, like, it doesn't make sense that Sam would have eaten it all. Uh, but he's like... It's just that the ring is kind of... He's like... He just doesn't trust anyone at this point. Like, he's just kind of like... 
he's just it's showing how you know Sam's his best friend and he's at a, such a weak spot right now where he'd be willing to just kind of throw it away uh, at, the, at this moment uh, and Sam doesn't that scene sucks yeah and in part two you know Sam doesn't really it's like literally like a scene it's like oh shit I shouldn't have done that and then I probably shouldn't have left I'm an idiot <laughs> um, shit I would have left <laughs> uh, but I'm like alright fuck you then Ellie, I know you, you mentioned before in the last episode that's, I mean, the stuff with Sam and Frodo and Gollum, you kind of skipped ahead. But, like, has that changed when you go to Return of the King? Uh, yeah. It does change here because I do, like... I love the Shelob stuff. Yeah. Because I love spiders very much. And so, from then on, I pretty much watched just the whole thing. Because how could you not? This is my favorite one of the three. So... I'm gonna watch all of it except the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that first, yeah, the first <laughs> opening. But no, you know, I, I actually had to remind myself. It's like, oh, that's right. Like the Shelob stuff doesn't happen until the second half of this. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah spo- spoiler alert: we don't see Shelob until the, you know we don't. She's we, a bad bitch. Yeah, we we yeah. see her for the final part of Return of the King because it all it is just more just you know them walking and then there's that whole. Um, the whole energy beam, you know, Fucking going great. through the sky, <laughs> and yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get to that in a bit. But <laughs> let's let's go to this, okay? I guess the, maybe the biggest thing they cut out of the uh, theatrical editions, <laughs> Saruman's death, yeah, that yeah. thing, yeah, and and now they put it back here in the extended cut. Yeah, let's, let, let, let's. I don't know if it does anything for me, to be honest. I kind of get why I, I love it just because I love Christopher Lee period. Uh, but I kind of see why it didn't make it theatrical. Like, it, it, it's a little... Yeah. It kind of... Especially because you know, we've been waiting three years for this movie. Uh, they amped it up. I remember... I mean, people were just uh, going nuts for this thing. Like, you know, I remember... It was, I don't think there was... There are a few movies where the anticipation was at this level. Uh, so I think they realized that, like, okay, we kind of need to get to stuff. Like, let's just let them find the Palantir and let's get to it. But uh No. Harris is like no. No. You're crazy. <laughs> like not giving If you're gonna cut the scouring of the Shire, which is arguably the most important thematic event of the entire series, uh you have to you have to give Saruman some closure in some way, shape, or form. I'm not uh, I'm not saying that I don't like the scene. I'm just saying that I I get the decision, is all I'm saying. I, I get that you... It just like, doesn't do anything for me. It's not like I'm opposed to it. I'm very neutral. Totally neutral. No, I love the scene. The scene no. fucking rules. It owns. I, I, think, I love I think it. It's, I think it's awesome. And, like, honestly, like, when it was in the theatrical missing, like, I didn't really... I wasn't really affected by it because Two Towers was handled so well that, like, you know, we, we got to see them lose. So I understood that Homeboy lost. So there was no really, like, I don't need to see it, see it. But the fact that we got it is cool. And plus, again, I brought this up before, but it's a very Peter Jackson thing, like showing him fall and like you know, get skewered <laughs> like that. It's just like that's such a like, you know, horror trope. And I love yeah. it. Like, so I- I'm-, I'm cool with it. I understand it. But I also love what Theoden mm-hmm. says to him, too. Like, we will have peace. That whole shit. Like, all that's great. Like, everything he says to him is fantastic. He's just like, you killed a bunch of kids, bitch. Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like calm down like we need to talk you know what I'm saying like I, I love that scene mm-hmm. a lot it's cool but again when it was missing from the uh, theatrical 
it didn't like burn me out. I wasn't too pissed off. You know, we got what we needed. Yeah. But uh, it's cool that it's there because more Brad Dourif too. So you know, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not mad at any more like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so I'm not mad at that. But I don't know. I didn't like. I wasn't devastated that it wasn't in the theatrical. Wow. All right. I, <laughs> I, I, Sorry, Harrison. I legitimately am shocked that I'm the only person who's gutted that this did not make the theatrical. Like, even when I was watching this as a child, I was like, this feels odd. Like, just... <laughs> that, just that, oh, Saruman's that, dead now. That Saruman just like, nope, I'm staying in my room forever. Mom, bring me my, <laughs> bring me my taquitos kind of a thing. Yeah. Like... He, <laughs> Like this, like Christopher, no, just think about it. Like, think how insane that is. They were like, yeah, we can rectify all Christopher Lee's shit off screen. That's fine. What? No. No, I I, I honestly, because it's been a long time since I've seen the theatrical version of this. Actually, since theaters, since I saw it twice in one day uh, back when it came out. Um, But no, like, yeah, I, I forget how it's handled, right? They just gloss over it. They go, oh. Like, um, because I know they pick up the orb, right? Yeah. The, the, the the eye, right? I, I remember that distinctly. Sorry. You know it has a name, right? Yes, he I know. Does. He doesn't know what it is. <laughs> it's the eye of... No. No, it's no. not. No. <laughs> the actual orb has a name. We were going to name this podcast it. Was it? Well, okay, somebody, somebody say it. Guts. It's a Palantir. <laughs> It's Palantir. It's not guts. We were going to name oh. the podcast Pal Antiers, and you were like, no, that's too much of a deep cut. It's not that much of a it's deep cut. It's not a deep cut. It's in the fucking movie, Marcelo. Right. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make it official. That name is a deep cut. I yeah, no no way. No. It's way. also terrible. I came up with it when it was a joke. I'm hanging up this no. call. I am hanging up this call right goddamn now. No. Oh, no. Man. Anyway. anyway. Uh, the 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 volunteer, right? Um, did Harrison really leave? <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> There's this amazing shot really of Saruman holding the volunteer, though. That I and also I love the idea the way he's like at the top of this insanely tall tower, and he's just talking to them like it's anytime the wizards are able to like throw their voices is just the coolest shit. Uh, and fucking Gandalf saying your staff is broken. It's just amazing. Like, oh, yeah. Ian McCullen saying that and his staff, you know, explodes in his hand. God, these movies are just... I love them so much. And, fucking and fantasy, isn't, man. Isn't this the scene where Christopher Lee's like, no, that's not how a stabbing man would sound. Yes. I'll show you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best yeah, for, shit yeah, ever. I love that. <laughs> So, uh, somebody tell that story again for anybody who doesn't know who skipped like episode no, one. No, save it because we're gonna get to the appendices and like w- let's say okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Are yeah. we really? No. no. Oh, oh, getting, like, what the fuck? Before Harrison loses his fucking mind, like let, let's let's try to get through this fine. correctly. Uh. <laughs> well, we'll we'll tell that story when we hit the appendices and we force Harrison to do the appendices episodes. Okay. God, I'm gonna be talking for so goddamn long. So Saruman falls, dies. Uh, then the oh god the 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 Palliant Palantir I will leave this call again I will leave this call again Palliant holy fuck Palliant can't make me laugh right now that's like if you called the elephants Timothy's motherfucker 
Alright, so the orb, right, it gets picked up. Alright. Uh, and then that's, that's like really the only, you know, not the only one, but like a huge plot point. Yes, it gets picked up and wrote, we'll see it. By Pippin. By that's Pippin, important. yeah. That's important. Pippin picks it up. Uh, P to the P. And uh, yeah, uh, he, you know, messes around with it in a bit. Uh, First to go to the sorry. party, right? They go yeah, to let's, little, let's, uh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the party. Let's, let's talk about these guys having fun for, for once, right? Um, salted and, pork. Yeah, salted pork. Some <laughs> drinks. I love the little drinking game um, where Legolas, fun, right? where Legolas, Legolas like, drinks so yeah. much he feels it like that. What the fuck? Like, I feel a little tingle. Yeah. It's great. He's like concerned too. He's like, yo, I've never felt this tingle, son. Like, what's going on? <laughs> There's a moment of like, ha, ha, like, <laughs> but it's not like too heightened. But he's definitely like, hey. I've lived like a long time and this is weird. Like what's going on? Like I've never felt this sensation in my gullet or whatever. Like I I, I love the way he handles that scene. It's funny. And that laugh that Gimli does, it's perfect. I know I keep saying that, love but him. it's like I want to it's it's amazing just that little like uh kind of like awkward laugh is it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. I sound like Gimli right now. <laughs> 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 this scene has like my third no second favorite song in the entire trilogy like it's so good uh the mary and pippin dancing on the table dancing singing the table. about the green dragon yep. just mm-hmm. gives me yep. so much joy like i have the two songs pippin sings in uh return of the king pretty much memorized uh because they're they're just so good are you gonna perform them uh, no. And go ahead, no, Harrison. I'm not the singing. floor is yours. <laughs> no. Three, two, and one. And he's here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Harrison. I, I would like that song too if Pippin didn't fuck it up at the end. No. <laughs> I know he's so like depressed. He's so like thinking about that orb. It's like you're singing, man. Focus. Think thinking about them orbs. <laughs> them orbs. No, orb. he was thinking. He was thinking about the Palliant. The Palliant. <laughs> the Palliant. <laughs> oh, I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this really touching, nice scene between Theoden and Eowyn is nice. Uh, love it. And just man, Miranda Otto. I love her so much. Yeah, she's like, uh, sh- she's got the goo eyes for the Strider. She's like, mmm, that nice slice of man. I would like to hang out with him and stuff and maybe cook him. Cook, Yeah, I want to cook him bad soup. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he, he's, <laughs> he's older than my dad. He looks pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, older than right. but fuck it, he looks good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And she and the dad's just like, you know what? I approve. <laughs> I know it's his uncle. I, it's her uncle. I was just saying that her parents are dead. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I don't. What? That's not. It's it's her uncle. Yeah, yes. it is yes. her uncle. Oh my god, Marcelo, you are so lost all the time. It's Wait a second. No, 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 no. I, I thought you were talking about uh, Aragorn for a second, but no, you're talking about Theoden. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Keep up, Pallian. So then you thought Aragorn was her father. No, I thought Aragorn was her uncle. I was like, what? No, Aragorn is her daddy. Keep up. Gross. <laughs> Aragorn right. is Arwen's cousin. Yes, Wait. that is true. Gosh, stay on board, Marcelo. So they're cousins, Please. okay? No, no. Arwen, Arwen and Aragorn are cousins and also fucking. And then 
Aelwyn is Theoden's uh, Wait, they are? Niece? Yeah. Yeah, they're like distant cousins. I did not... Oh, okay, okay, see, there wow. we go. All right, see, I'm yeah, not the dude. only one. I'm not the only European, one. Uh, European imperialism is a hell of a drug. There you go. Yep. There you go. They're very distant cousins. That's why Aragorn is not human. FYI, I mean he well, is, but not. But really. he's part of the Numenor, right? Right. Which means he's Are a special elfish? human. Are they elf? Well, okay, fuck it. I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> Wait. So, so, so does that mean? So does that mean he can screw his relatives without there being any like? They're very distant. Okay. All right. Save all right. it for the appendices. Oh, I save it for the appendices. <laughs> that should be the title of the podcast. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, this again. Every time, uh, Gandalf and Aragorn have a nice conversation uh, about. The the weight of this journey and the battles, it's it's amazing. And this scene in particular always gets me. Uh, when they're like, "Oh, you know, uh, do you believe Frodo will make it?" Essentially, it's like, like what 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 makes you think that he's still alive? Like that whole that whole conversation, amazing. Yeah, it's and yeah, and it ends with like Gandalf saying, "Yeah, Frodo is alive. That's that's what I believe." So yeah. Uh, I love it. Um, okay, do you want to move on from this? From the from the nice, you know, them having a nice time before the the well, big shit happens. One little thing is uh, Aragorn, uh, like after the party, he like you know sees Eowyn sleeping there, and he's leading around a little bit here. Come on, I mean, <laughs> it's a little bit. One hundred percent. He's an asshole. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. I mean, you have way more way more chemistry with her. Let's get let's get real. I have some guys just don't like blondes. I have more to say about this when we get to the uh, encampment near All right. uh, the ghosts. Okay, okay, we'll save it. Yeah. Are you gonna talk about the? It is but a shadow that you seek. <laughs> I, or whatever the fuck the quote is. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I also have some opinions about certain shows that may or may not have just ripped this off. Can we not? Can Love we that. just not? Can we not? I have to. Uh, I fine. have to. It's fine. bad. Cut it out, Marcelo. All right. <laughs> I don't know what you're what, what you're talking about. I have no fucking idea. But uh, I'm 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 willing to hear it once once we get to it. So let's let's move Are on. Are you talking about Brienne of Tarth? Is that what you're talking about? Maybe. Fuck. I'm upset. <laughs> All right. Arwen's dream. The little kid. He's cute. Yes, oh, that's adorable. I, right. that, fucking that, cute that fucking kid, kid is creepy. Yo, is. let me no. interject. Yo, I'm sorry. Like, he gets picked up. He's like, I love you, Dad. <laughs> hey, look at this fucking life you can be living, girl. Look at me. And you're just like, bitch, you're creepy. Like, that kid is fucking creepy. Like, even, even when I first saw this to now, the revisit, I was like, this kid can fuck off. This vision is dark. <laughs> Rocky, I agree. I I'm always unsettled by that kid. It's it's that way. It's that way he looks at the camera. It's like he looked like Damien from The Omen. Exactly. Facts. Like that kid is Antichrist. Middle Earth Antichrist. What's the equivalent of Christ on fucking Middle Earth? He's the anti version of that shit. Yes, that's what he is. That kid sucks. Anyway, um, I think he's adorable, and I think that the casting was good because he looks like a perfect amalgam of Arwen and Aaron. And those rocks. Those locks. 
<laughs> Do you think elves, this is like a serious question. Finally, serious question. I can't imagine elves having sex. So like, do you think they procreate that way? Harrison? Does it say that? <laughs> Harrison? Yes. Tell us about elf sex. So elves fuck is what you're saying. <laughs> I think that the elves just jump like super high in the air, right? They, they just jump super high in the air, twirl like human DNA and just shoot their seed out like as they're twirling. And it's then like, no, it you just know gets what? absorbed. You know <laughs> I, you know, it's uh, like Sailor Moon. All seriousness. This is what I want to know. For, uh, for, seriously, Harrison. Okay. I know it has to be like in the text or like some other people have talked about it. 100% real now. How, how do they have sex? <laughs> I want to know. Well, um... They they pretty much do the normal sex, but because okay. they're immortal, they don't like. It's not the same. Like, is this is this in the do book? The sex. They nothing. Do the sex. Nothing about this is fully in the books. Um, but Tolkien did. I'm trying. Tolkien. Like, now I'm thinking about all the different races and how they procreate, and I'm very deeply disturbed. Yeah. But like, Wait, so they they each do a different way. So what, like, no. uh, well, of course, I don't think they each do it a different way. But like, can you imagine the way that dwarves fuck and then the way that elves fuck? Like, I don't think I they mean, would be fucking the same way. Yeah, I feel like elves would be very vanilla. Yeah, I feel like dwarves because elves, uh, due to their long lives and immortality, lose interest in the pleasures of the flesh, which is why like none of them drink because they also can't get drunk. Um, but like, if, Ooh, love that. if they've got no interest in it, it the it is entirely procreative. Actually, it's exactly like the scene from Midsummer. Oh, here we go. Sam, Sam just googled elf sex. Intercourse equals marriage for elves. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, so like, yes. They, it's so it's like them having sex. Is that marriage? So there's no elves do not have premarital sex. Oh. No, exactly, a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. See, this is all interesting to me, and I have one question: Are you token dirty to me? There you go. That's <laughs> the name of the podcast. I hate you. Love um, you, Sarah. Uh, yeah, Sarah Sorrentino. Um, <laughs> but the better, the better part of this dream is the we're going to reforge that fucking sword. Reforge that sword. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I just love the, the the shot of them going to get it. Uh, Reforge you know, the sword into yeah. Anduril. Gonna get nerdy. All right. Elrond says it later on. I know. Like it's, but again, just because they say something in the movie doesn't mean it's not a deep cut. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <sighs> Fair. Okay. Uh, so yes, the sword gets made, and let's see. Why don't we skip to not the orb, not the eye. What is it po- called again? Palantir. <laughs> Palantir. With Let's Pippin, talk about the Palantir. Pippin going to get it from uh, Gandalf. I love Gandalf sleeping with his eyes open. Still, still scares yeah. me. Still makes me jump. I love it. It's hella creepy. It's it's so weird. Um, the other gag I really like is like after he touches it and you know totally exposes himself to the evil one. I really love the fact that they did that whole huge animatronic hands to like you know sell the fact that he was um, you know tiny. Like within Gandalf's embrace, you know that that was a really cool gag that they did there. Um, and again, we'll get to that in the appendices. But I had to bring that. Up. I really, I really <laughs> like the scale. I, they do a lot of really cool scale tricks 
all throughout this trilogy because obviously hobbits aren't real. Uh, and that's one of the cooler tricks. The fact that they got him just to lay down in some big ass hands. <laughs> like, also, like, um, I know we're not talking about the hobbit yet, but like the way they did it in that movie stressed me the fuck out. We'll talk about it later, but they did it differently because obviously the Hobbit is like supposed to be in 3D, so they couldn't use the same technology that they were using or like the same like practical tactics that they were using in the original trilogy. Yeah, right. So they literally had to film them separately. And oh, yeah, yeah. The was left. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ian McKellen hated his life. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't want to jump ahead to that, but yeah, I, I saw the appendices of the first Hobbit, and yeah, like on set, Ian McKellen like was so upset that he was crying. It's 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 insane. Anyway, if you can you imagine if Ian McKellen couldn't fucking handle that shit, anybody else handling that shit? I know, Jesus, that's crazy, pants. We'll we'll talk about that more in the appendices episodes. Um, but I love that him like holding the flaming palantir is just. It's sweet. The way it's shot, too. I, I don't know the uh, whether like there's frames missing or it's like shutter speed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all that just feels very again Peter Jackson horror movie. So I love that aspect too. Um, so then yeah, so Pippin has to yeah, leave. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, yeah, Pippin has to leave because yeah. Like well, he saw well first like yeah he sees the white tree so that shows the Gandalf that like this shit's going down. Uh, they're gonna go for Gondor. Uh, and but also like that they think that they'll you know that Mordor will send the people to go kill uh, Pippin because they think he uh, is probably maybe is the one of the ring Uh, but and this is really sad this moment of Merry and Pippin separating it's you know they're buddies it is really fucking sad it's actually one of the parts of the movie that makes me cry yeah, no. Mary's just so fucking pissed. He's like, you're a fucking true dumbass. <laughs> this is what you get now. He's like, they think you have it, you f- stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah. You just don't get it, do you? Pippin is... Ugh. And then Pippin just being really touched by, you're giving me the rest of the weed? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say something like, fuck, I forget what he says, but he's like, you'll meet me there, right? And Mary looks like, nah. Okay, let's look back. Like, fucking, come on, man. Uh, okay, so, do are are we gonna get to the white tree and yes. Uh, the yes? Let's let's jump ahead to that. Okay. My tattoo. Uh, Minas Tirith. Tirith. Fuck. Is that oh, Tirith? Holy <laughs> fucking shit! I wrote it down. It feels so good to me right now. Like, I feel fucking powerful. I feel like every man on Twitter right now. <laughs> I really do. Beginning to uh, Tolkien explain to uh, Marcella. Woman explain oh. Tolkien to to Marcella. See, it's this, actually Minas Tirith. Minas Tirith. Okay, I, th- th- thank you, Allie. I hey, appreciate it. Yeah. I know we're gonna. Meeny, teeny. I know we're not gonna get too into the appendices, but I have to mention the fact that I like that uh, Minas Tirith is built right where they built. <laughs> uh, yeah. Helm deep, deep, and then they just <laughs> they you know, shot it from a different and, angle, <laughs> uh, matting and you know, comp- you know, compositing shots together to make it look, you know, mm-hmm. different, and it's it's great, and I I, I love that was one of those things that like kind of blew my mind as a kid about learning about how movies are made, like they could just they could do that, that they could build it in the same exact spot, and you'd never know if you weren't told. Uh, yeah, love that. 
and just how big that fucking quote-unquote miniature is. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Dude, it's massive, yeah. De- Denethor. What an asshole, right? Oh, God, fuck He's that dude. He's a fucking asshole. I hate him. When he died, I was not sad at all. <laughs> God, he's the worst. Yeah, John Noble dude, gets a real good fucking... asshole. I'll yes. say that. Yeah, he's a real good asshole. Dude, I know... Wait. The part where he's, like, eating the tomatoes. Oh, and like, yeah, that his shit. Fucking mouth. Oh. It mirrors exactly the scene in the beginning with Gollum biting into the fucking the, fish. Oh, God, I didn't even oh, yeah, think yeah. about that. Oh, man, yeah. and even, I think, the, yeah, even, like, the, the juice, like... Mm-hmm. Yes, it, yeah. yes. Man, it, like blowing my mind. I know. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, no, I hate him so much. I hate him. I hate him. I just hate him. However, I do love Minas Tirith. It's like one of my favorite Middle Earth locations. As I mentioned in every episode, I have the tattoo of the fucking White Tree of Gondor. Yes, I do. They fucked it up. It only has uh four stars. Ooh. Oh yeah, hmm. that's fine. It's fine. I can add stars. I can't take away stars, right? True. Yeah. Uh, but True. I yeah, <laughs> this is one of the. It might be the best high fantasy, like city yeah. castle ever. It's goddamn like they. It just. The, I mean, it's a layered. It's a layered cake of bliss. Seriously, uh, the and just the way that like it looks the the like a blade jutting out from the the hillside and the. The, like the white, you know, the alabaster uh, white of the construction is just all gorgeous, but also kind of feels cold. Uh, like it the whole time, you're yeah. like, especially like this throne room. Um, and I love that Denethor is just like, he's acting like, you know, Gondor's his, you know, belongs to, belongs to me only, but he's still not sitting in the big chair because he sucks. Uh, <laughs> like, if you're, if you're basically saying that you're king, why are you still sitting in the little uh, bitch chair? I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> Speaks to his character, I guess. Yeah, because he's like still aware and ashamed of the fact that he is just a steward. Mm-hmm. Like, even when he gets up to yell, when uh, he's provoked into yelling at Gandalf, um, and he's like, the throne of Gondor is mine, and no one else's. It cuts to that side shot of all of them, and he's just hunched over, and the music pulls out, mm-hmm. and he just looks like the lines don't hit. He intends them to hit with such force and authority, and they literally ring hollow in this room while he's crunched over, looking the most pathetic we've seen anybody outside of Gollum look in this entire series. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. well said. Drag yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drag <Honestly>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate him. Yeah, he se- he sells that villainy, doesn't he? Like he sells that whole like um, that desperation of man, that that worst aspect of man. You know what I mean? One that mm-hmm. one can't love his son correctly, or one that can't like rule correctly. He's like the the worst. Like you don't want that motherfucker being a steward, you know? And uh, especially when they show him eat, <laughs> you're just kind of like this <laughs> asshole. The way he gobbles food, like fuck this dude, man. Like you or can't even, even appreciate. It was kind of like ASMR, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Even the way he plops the food down on the plate is like, fuck you, man. People prepared that shit. Don't be a dick. All right. Yeah. His greasy ass fingers. I there's not one thing about this guy that I fucking like. His hair is even bad. <laughs> bad hair. <laughs> 
Uh, I like how he sets fires. He's if he's a well, no, he can't even do that right. Anyway, anyway, this guy sucks. He he can run really far when he can run really fast. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, yeah, Pippin, you know, pledges his. uh, Oh yeah, I was going to bring that to him uh, because he, you know, for for Boromir uh, and Gandalf's like fucking idiot. I told you not to say anything. Uh, That's one of my favorite. comedic bits in the movies is when Gandalf's like, in fact, it's better if you don't say anything, uh, Peregrine Tuckers. It's great. You know, watching this for the first time, I didn't expect there to be such a good uh, relationship between Gandalf and Pippin. Yeah, it's nice. And, yeah, and, like, they're together here, and they play off each other so well, and, yeah, like you said, Sam, like that, like, uh, just Gandalf hitting Pippin with a staff, like, saying, get up, you idiot. (laughs) So even that moment is, like, it's it's done with kindness. Like, it's like, hey, I know you're. A- Can we talk about how Gandalf is a boss with that fucking staff? <laughs> yeah, he is. Like, it's not in this one. I think it's in it's in the second one where he does some fucking martial arts ass shit with that. No, no staff. It's, it's, it's towards the end of this one. It's it's towards the oh, end of okay, this okay, one. Okay. Yeah, he gets a little twirly bird mm-hmm. with it, and you're like, holy shit, jujitsu! Not I jujitsu, but fucking that was... eight diagram pole fighter. Dudes of Donnie and was shit. that uh, was that him or was that a stunt double? Because my man still got it. My man still got it. That was a stunt double for sure, but it was still oh, fun dude, though. It's it, 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 yeah. it cool seeing him like freak out like that because you're just like, okay, he's like yelling at people and telling them how to shoot the trolls, and he's you know he's <laughs> say on your posts, you know, return to the battlefield. He's commanding orders, but when you actually see him like bust out some shit, you're like, oh yeah, like let's go. Like <laughs> when should... I yeah when I showed this to my best friend. One of my favorite memories with the Lord of the Rings trilogy is introducing them to my best friend because I was for shit sure like I was like she's gonna hate this, but as I mean it took up until that moment, but as soon as that happened, she fell in love with the trilogy. So <laughs> that moment is very special to me. So about cool. seven hours in, she's like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly." Finally. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yes. <laughs> Hey, did we skimp over the best line of the movie when he was just part of the best line of the first half, I should say, is when he goes, uh, Shadowfax, show us the meaning of haste. Like, that was the shit. Oh, yeah, that shit is good. <laughs> oh, that's hot. And that's like the first I time. I want that hit. on my fucking tombstone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> show me the meaning of haste. <laughs> like, it's, it's almost like <laughs> horses are good. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of cool. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. They're pretty good. Hey, uh, I gotta mention this every episode too. Oh, we have to do it as a collective. That score, man. Yo. When he rides into yeah, that score, dude. When, when he rides in, uh, it's beautiful. Again, beautiful. That uh, kid singing the choir voice, yeah, just oh my god, dude. When he saves fucking Faramir and hits hits him with that light, hits the Nazgul with the light, oh and you're god. just kind of like, oh my god, that score. Oh, in that moment in particular, you're just like, Jesus Christ, you guys are not playing like at all. Like all, all this shit is so pure fantasy. It's magic. And I uh, mentioned earlier that like any scene with Gandalf just talking with dudes, and you mentioned this too, Marcello, with uh, Gandalf and Aragorn, and now he has the moment with Gandalf and Pippin uh, at night uh, when before the green, you know, the beam of light mm-hmm. happens, uh, and uh, it's just great. Uh, you know, is there any hope for Frodo and yep. Sam? And he says there was never much hope. Only a fool's hope. Like that's it's beautiful stuff. Like the 
God, the writing is so good. And, like, the explanation of, like, the Witch King and what his fucking deal is. Oh, that shot of them putting the crown? Oh, my fuck. Oh, so good. (laughs) And then just, like, it's after Minas Morgul, like, turns on, essentially. Mm -hmm. But the way McKellen just says, the board is set, the pieces are moving. Just like, mm, we in it now. Fuck me up, fam. We in it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a direct line from the book? No. Fuck me up, fam. We in it. Uh, yeah. Tolkien <laughs> created fam. I, I thought you knew this. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm learning something new so, every episode. Yeah. So this shot of this, uh, the beam of light, you know, coming out of Minas Morgul, is, that's probably the start of the trope of these giant movies of having... A beam of light, you know. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, Sam. This is exactly where it started. This is why everybody does it now. Like, every you know, DC Iron movie, Man, every Marvel Avengers, movie. Uh, yeah, they yeah. all got it. <laughs> yeah. But the trick here is Peter Jackson tilted his at a forty-five, so it's a bit different. Yeah? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Dutch angle. It's a Dutch angle. <laughs> wow, that was really good. That was a pretty good <laughs> Kiwi accent. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do that for the rest of the episode, Rocky. Just. <laughs> I didn't real I didn't realize we had Korg in the studio. Everybody welcome Korg. <laughs> hey, congrats, on, on, congrats on directing Thor four. Oh yeah, I'm trying to bring Beta Ray. Uh, I'm trying. So <laughs> if the studio if the studio will let me, I'm gonna go for it, okay? So fuck it. And my uh my favorite with uh Frodo and Sam and Gollum at the like outside of the Minas Morgul, again the editing is so good in this. Uh like I love that they're uh, show like you know, it's just showing how, uh, you know, that we're cutting back and forth between our characters more often than we did in, yeah. in the last movie, uh, which just works, you know, makes sense. But it also just leaves some of my favorite shots that? of the the gargoyle thing, uh, like the you know outside of the bridge, like that. Peter Jackson does that. Like he does a lot of these shots in King Kong, you know, with the like quick zoom, you know. Uh, Quick Dutch angle tracking shots to the uh, yeah. goblin thing is great. Dude, if you have a home theater system or if you saw that on the big screen, that moment is loud as fuck. It is mixed <laughs> oh, yeah. so loud. It's like, it's insane. We're talking like it's a huge spike in like the audio. It's like, it doesn't matter how you're listening to it. It's nuts. Like, and it, it always catches me off guard. Like the shriek and the whole, you know, green beam shooting in the sky, all of it. You're just like, dude, this is loud as fuck. Yeah, and the it's army, crazy, you know, so. they're doing the chanting. Uh, is, yeah. It's great. I think I, I did see this uh, on my big TV with my soundbar. And I think this, this, this was one of those moments where I, I think I may have heard my soundbar crack a bit, <laughs> which always scares me. It's like, oh, I'm I maybe have I maybe have this at too high of a volume. I need to turn it mm-hmm. down. Yeah, it's it scared my dog. It shook my house. Like uh, I had yeah. the big sub, and it was it was great. Yeah. But one thing I want to touch on with this moment is yes, the the whole like at this point we don't we haven't seen a moment like this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where like. These two uh, plot lines, these two you know arcs going at the same time, they intersect, and like there's a moment that they both see, and I'm like, oh, like I, it's it's a, it may be like a like a small thing, you know, in retrospect, but I found it like fascinating. Like, no, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. it is like it is the, the 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 clap at the beginning of a take. It is like, all right, everybody is synced up, you know exactly what our timeline is. And it is absolutely a point where 
everything is together and it's the last real point of like synchronicity between all these different plot lines before we just hit that final stretch yeah it's yeah. a good word yeah yeah um but uh also also on that uh we, we talked it when we talked about the two towers how that book was split up into two parts right mm-hmm. and the, the timelines no not the timelines but the 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 plots were split too right the the, the yes. characters were split between books was that the same was that the same case yeah. for return yeah. of the king so um return of the king starts the first half of it is um the gondor rohan pelinor fields black gate uh and it goes up to the mouth of sauron and the assault on the black gate and then it switches back to frodo and sam uh, post Shelob and Sam's going to like Sam's like oh time to go get Frodo and then he goes and gets Frodo and for like 150 pages Tolkien is just like and the rocks were grey and they were plentiful and they did walk <laughs> through Mordor and they had to avoid the orcs and then the rocks and the grey and the fire and the smog and it's just that for 150 pages which sucks <laughs> so so is okay Harrison so uh, am I under the absu- the assumption that Return of the King the book is maybe not as good as the other ones maybe uh, I wouldn't quite say that um okay because uh mm, I don't think the sequencing in Return of the King works as well as the other books I think the books across the board are wonderful um, but just trying to get through that slog of them crossing um, Gorgoroth mm-hmm. really, really wears on you, um, which is kind of the point because it puts you in Frodo and Sam's shoes, but also without any of the like drama going back and forth of like, is there, is, who's going to get dessert? Is Frodo going to kick Sam out? Is Sam going to leave? Is Sam going to come back? It's just... It's the issue Allie had with um, Two Towers. It's just a bunch of walk-in, and there's not a whole lot of conflict. Well, there's nothing really to grab onto. <laughs> I don't... Uh, I don't know. That's. I, I just don't want to be put in the same camp as the it's just a bunch of walk-in people. No, the people who say the whole trilogy is just a bunch of walking are wrong. That being said, there are segments of the material where, like, the... Of extended of ex- Yeah, extended just just walking stuff. And it's more prevalent in the books than the film because uh, Walsh, Boyens, and Jackson were smart enough to be like, hmm, this doesn't play well. Let's, it, let's add in a little bit more drama that's believable at the point that Frodo's at in his corruption. Hence the sending Sam away uh, despite his best interests. Um, but yeah, all that to say the book is a bit of a slog the way it's structured. Um, but like, that's only the middle section of book two. Um, because once you get done with the ring, uh, it kicks the scouring of the Shire kicks in and that's, that shit's great. Gotcha. All right. Which I will complain about more next week. (laughs) And, uh, the, uh, we have to get to the, the, uh, Osgiliath, uh, you know, the, the city outside of uh, Minas Tirith, uh, this raid by the orcs is just, it's brutal shit. Like, there, this is one of the times where it's like, 
just literally there's no hope at all like these these uh gondorian soldiers are just getting destroyed mm-hmm. uh and i'm just glad i i like orcs uh, uruk are scary and cool but i like these orcs with more personality uh the really gross looking dude, like especially the the lead guy uh, who's an orc troll crossbreed i think uh, love that character. Yeah. That character looks so fucking awesome, dude. Like, his way his face is kind of half melted and shit. Like, like I, I like love tumor that face or something. Yeah, like it's, it's like a it's like a orc gout <laughs> or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got orc gout. Orc gout. <laughs> Gothmog is his name. There we go. I looked it up. There you go. Gothmog. Jesus. I mean, there's a lot of goth names in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> guys. Like Morgoth. Metal. I mean, they are metal. Did we ever agree to do an episode on just like how metal it is, <laughs> Lord of the Rings? I would, I would be balls to the wall in that episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like Ali, you just create like a soundtrack of like Lord of the Rings inspired music, and then we just. Dude, I could totally do that. Actually, we could totally do that on Spotify, and you could just link it on the fucking yeah. Twitter. Yeah, so yeah that sounds cool. Yeah, there you go. I'd be interested in that. For this battle, <laughs> hey, they get the shit kicked out of them, the Gondorians. Yes, they do. Not pretty. Uh, they have to abandon. They have to uh, go back to Minas Tirith. Tirith. Oh, <laughs> uh, I will put. I'm. I'm sending you a phonetic spelling of it. <laughs> they go back to MT, and of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> of course. Uh, you know. Denethor is like, hey, why the fuck you do that? You know, you you disappoint me as a son. Um, <laughs> and then and then, and then we'll get to like what he does, you know, in response to that. But then, hey, I wrote, I wrote down here. I'm sure you're gonna kick out of this, Harrison. In my notes, I wrote down the lighting of the things. <laughs> fuck. I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at mid ass tear earth. <laughs> if if. I love it. Um, The beacon lighting is important. Uh, the beacon for lighting two rules. Reasons. One, fucking rules. we get a cameo from Christian, who is one of the lead uh, special effect uh, dudes that was on this whole ride. Uh, and he basically plotted a lot of that final battle with Peter Jackson and company. And he directed Mortal Engines later on down the line. Another wonderful film from Team Weta that people slept on, that it's actually kick-ass. Uh, so it was really cool to see him as the, the the soldier without the helmet being like, whoa, whoa, we got lit? Whoa, not on my watch. Like, he was that dude. And so, but then, I'm pretty sure y'all are going to go off on it too, but the score for that <laughs> sequence, guys, the camera sweeping through the mountains and every beacon being lit till it gets to Gondor, God... Oh man, like it's the I best can't shit ever. It. Like I, I, I didn't even mean to say Gondor. I meant to say Aragorn. Forgive me. But the the way it travels all the way down like that and that music, oh my heart, dude. Every time, oh, it's my second favorite thing that happens music wise in Lord of the Rings. Chills. Best. Chills. <laughs> Best. Uh, yeah, it's gorgeous. About it's that epic. Uh, also, just really, I like the way it's edited with the you know, uh, or or even like. See the there's these great shots of like the tor- you know one of the beacons close up to the camera and then you can see one way in the distance. It's it's rad and it also just makes me think logistically or like there are people 
sitting there all the time <laughs> waiting to they, they, they might like they, these they toys. totally make fun of themselves yeah like that they Dude, i'm glad you they haven't been lit in like hundreds of years but there are still people waiting up in the mountains freezing their asses off they're like yes i get to do something finally yeah, with the oil and the flint, <laughs> they're just like they're like fuck. This job sucks. Oh shit, it's happening! Like, like get it going. Like, like I'm pretty sure there was one fucking beacon that like fucked it up. Like for real. They're like I yo I in the distance I think one is lit, but the one closest to us is not. So I'm just gonna go for it, bro. Like whatever, we're up here. We're not, yo, we're not gonna go out that door. No. Yo, okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I need to back up a bit because we skipped over like Thaden being a toe earlier. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because like <laughs> all through two towers, he's like, nah, we can't call on Gondor. Gondor won't help us. They won't call. They 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 don't care about us. Fuck them. We'll deal with this on our own. And then Aragorn's like, yo, if Gondor calls for aid, you need to be ready to move. And Theoden's like, tell me, why would we ride to aid of someone who did not come to ours? Like, bitch, they told you to ask. <laughs> and you did not. You don't get to All do this like thoughts this. and prayers bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Like, I'm glad. Yeah, like, he's, that's he's like, the beacons when you... The- no, yeah. That's like when you ask your girlfriend where do you want to eat for dinner, and then she's like wherever, and then you take her to Chili's and she's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, Chili's. I do. <laughs> Fucking Chili's. Um, but no, but then Aragorn's like, hey, yeah. the beacon's lit, and, and Theoden's like, yeah, let's okay. do this. Yeah, and Aragorn just like dead sprinting up the steps. Uh, you know, through uh, I can't remember the name of what what is the what is the city in Rohan's name again? Edoras. There you go. Uh, Your ass. Thank you. And yeah, and just like uh, Gondor calls for aid is just a God. Vigo is just so good at delivering those kind of lines. Love it. Mm-hmm. My fa- my favorite part about it is like facts dude if it was anybody else like strider i'll give you that you've been on earth for like you know a long time or middle earth i should say and like he runs up the steps and he's just like gondor calls for aid you know he's just like fucking full <laughs> full of beans man any other motherfucker go gondor like just dead like just dead on their feet just be like give me a second fam and they're like spit it out like this seems important and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it would have been like. That's what it would have been like for mad fucking people. So props to Aragorn for having lungs of steel and a diaphragm and a half to to deliver those lines. So they should yes. have cast Rocky as Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> but like he could take those stairs fucking three at a time and just like yeah. throw that line out there like it's goddamn nothing. Ugh. Yeah. I also like how he slaps the soldier on his tummy as he's running up the stairs. It's a tiny little detail. But he's like, bro, I got news! <laughs> like, hits him in his tummy. Like, it's like, like next time you watch the film, you're gonna be like, he does slap his tummy. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> Love that. Uh, I love uh, Mary getting in the fight and saying, hey, I'll be a part of this. Oh yeah, I love Even this th- camp scene. Uh, this is just great shit. Uh, the, like, and the, the men realizing that, like, Man, we're kind of fucked here. Uh, and also, just the way that that 
that mountain, like that pass through the mountain is scary as shit. Like the horses are afraid of it. And like, uh, I just can't imagine these movies without those horror touches. And thank you, Peter Jackson. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, the fucking, you're talking about the part where uh, Mary wants to fight and they're like, (laughs) no. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. They're like, your your reach is whack. (laughs) And then fucking Aylwin is like, what the fuck is your problem? That's why I fucking love her, man. She gets She's it. So oh, yeah. it, it, adds to, it adds to her great moment that'll be in the second chunk that we're about to discuss because he literally puts his hand on his shoulder and he's just like, war is for dudes. <laughs> I'm Judge Dredd. Exactly. Goodbye. Exactly. And it's just like... It's not just that she's like a woman and she did this amazing stuff, but like she sees potential in everybody, which is like... That's fucking dope, man. Because you don't see that shit happen to Middle Earth quite often. No. Except with Gandalf and Hobbits for some reason, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, why can't he fight for those he loves? Like, man, Eowyn, exactly. you're the heart of these movies, aren't you? She's the best. We stand. So the so so now I forgot to mention the oh god not the dragons the well <laughs> the rascal okay the they Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking with us. Take notes. The Rasgul. The Rasgul. Nazgul. Oh, the Nazgul. Okay, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Take fucking notes. Okay, maybe I wrote down that N is an R or the opposite, you know, some N's look like R's. Fucking Tolkien is turning in his grave. He worked so hard on the language of these fucking books, and you. Just said Rasgul. Motherfucker so was an Oxford professor of Saxon literature. And you're out here fucking it all up. Rasgul kind of sounds like a Broadway show. Rasgul. Let, the makers let's, let's of cats, that. we bring you Rasgul. I want to talk about Theoden again. Uh, no, wait, not Theoden. Sorry. Am I talking about Theoden? Who am I talking describe, about? Describe you're the character. Oh, no, 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 no. Denothor. Denothor. Jesus Christ. I have Denethor. like I have like twenty character names written down here, Christ. Uh, he has no idea who any of them are. I know who they are. I just don't know who they are. I have pictures. Okay, so Denethor. Do you need a picture map? Like do you need to have pictures? I do names? actually. You know, I was honestly if I had more time, I would have done like a whole character map <laughs> of all these people, all these, you know, uh, uh clans, these kingdoms, all this stuff. Oh my god. But now I'm just going it's called Wikipedia Marcella. <laughs> I'm not gonna have Wikipedia open for this. I have to have good old notes that I scribble down and try to read. Okay, that's how I work. I hate this. Back to Denethor. Oh, go ahead, Allie. Okay. You just keep dragging me. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say that you said it correctly so many times before. I have. So what happened? What happened? He's know, feeling the just, pressure I, now that I've been yelling at him. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, uh, maybe this. Maybe this part is just there's again. I start the episode by saying there's just so much going on here, and I and I'm and I'm afraid I'm gonna get things wrong, and I have already <laughs> many times already. <laughs> uh, back to Denethor, okay? Uh, him being an asshole, because like, th- and then we we mentioned this earlier when Ali brought it up and Rocky brought it up too. Um, the fact that he's just so pissed off at his son, this whole moment, it, it always gets me. Like, <laughs> well, if we're really psychoanalyzing here, I feel like he's more pissed off with himself, but he's yeah. too afraid to admit it to himself. Yeah, exactly. Like he sees himself as just like, 
But damn, I'm not the real king. I'm such a fucking fraud. It's like me when I try to write an article. I get it. I get it. But it doesn't mean you can be a fucking dickwad. Exactly. He's he he knows he's just a steward. He knows he's not a real king. I get it. It's hard. Yeah. It's really yeah, hard out here. It's hard. Yeah, but uh, we see Sean Bean uh in in these it's not a flashback it's like a hallucination a, a, yeah it's a, a hallucination a visage like yeah uh as yeah as D- denethor is, is looking at his son he sees his other son he's you know deceased son so yeah it's it's touching in a way but no i mean yeah you, you, you do sympathize with him a bit but no, like his actions are still no. a tiny bit. I, I think a tiny bit. No, but no, he's still. I mean, he, he's a father who lost a son. But still, I'm not forgiving any of his actions, though. You know. I see what Marcelo's saying. I mean, like yeah. they at least give him, like you know, he has the capacity to feel that way. But he is a piece of shit, like through yeah. and through. Oh, absolutely. Like that, yeah. that, I mean, I get what you're saying, Marcelo. You're not like defending this dick. <laughs> no, <laughs> there I'm is not. there is a moment of pure humanity when he wishes yeah. like his other son was there. You know what I mean? Uh, but again, that makes him a dickhead, <laughs> which is which is exactly. Great. I certainly it don't. To, it adds to it. Yeah, I don't forgive him in any way, especially what for you know for his actions um, from here on in, <laughs> because it's nothing but bad bad decisions. Yeah, um, yeah. To say the least. To say the least, uh, because he sends uh, F- Faramir mm-hmm. back to fight the fucking orcs, and that does not go yeah. well. When he's, so, and when he says, "I wish," you know. Faramir asks him if he wished he had died and Boromir had lived in the way he just said, I wish it, like, fuck this guy forever. Like, you know. Okay, but did anyone else think of Walk Hard? <laughs> the wrong son died. <laughs> oh my god. I have a whole thing about this stretch. Alright, so here comes the summing of, no, the, of not, the show where it's Harrison's rant. I'm not Harrison ranting. Harrison has the soapbox. I'm not ranting. This is, um... Har- Harrison, did they throw down the wrong flowers in no. front of the horses? <laughs> no. When they were... <laughs> See, you guys are joking, and this is actually going to be really serious shit, so, uh... Super serious? Actually, okay, let's yeah. all put on our serious hats on. So, right, go like, ahead, I've talked at length uh, in the last few, in the last episodes about how, like, there's the, the modernist uh, critiques of World War I uh, that appear throughout uh, Lord of the Rings as a as a text but I think as as films there's no direct um, no more direct representation of that um, even then this stretch like yes Helm's Deep is kind of like pseudo trench warfare but um, this whole stretch of like the like Denethor acknowledging the fact that he sent his son to die in this conflict and is sending out another son to go die in this useless siege that they know they're going to lose. So, like, part of what makes Denethor tragic for me is the fact that he is knowingly sending his entire next generation to death, which is what all of Europe kind of did in World War I, sending an entire generation of young boys Mm -hmm. and men to their dooms in uh, the Western Front, the Eastern Front. Um, and it's almost directly represented in the fact that all of the Gondorian soldiers and all of the people of Minas Tirith are aware of the fact that these soldiers are not coming back. Mm-hmm. 
so they know it's a fucking suicide mission. They know it. It is a, pretty much a direct representation of the idea of going over the going over the top of the trench, which is where the expression "over the top" comes from. The idea that you are going to climb over the trench and run into machine gun fire and just get shredded to pieces and not get anywhere. Um, which is exactly what happens to this line of troops. Like they even get in the single single file line, which is representative of old style um, European combat. The fact that like in the Revolutionary War stuff, you always see like the lines of British troops standing in regimented form, firing shots in a, or uh, in in a row at the other lines and trading back and forth. Um, so that's almost directly represented here, and just Pippin's song of mourning for this generation is what destroys me. This whole like entirely. That's my it's my favorite song in the entire movie. Uh, that's including Into the West, the credit song. Um, but and the fact that denethor while he's eating is just gorging himself from safety and seemingly uncaring of the wanton death and destruction that he has caused but is also aware of aware of it but choosing to ignore it but he is still soaked with blood uh like the tomato juice running down his face is yes representative of both the juice is coming off of coming out of the fish of that golem's eating at the beginning but it's also like the blood of the innocence that he has spilled uh and i don't think it's a coincidence that the that his actions are mirrored with golem and smeagol's uh corruption down there uh, at the beginning. Ooh, love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Plus, and it's also really inappropriate. And it is mirroring the the downward spiral that Gollum went. Like they they're both corrupted um, in different ways by the ring. But yeah, just oh, yeah. on pure filmmaking, this sequence though, it might be the best. I mean, again, I can't. I keep saying I always think like this one sequence is the best of all of it, but it's it might be in terms of just like the. The the sing I'm a, I'm a sucker for anything and set to music. So the fact that we hear this uh, large like the I think you can kind of hear the horses like very like you know muted uh, while he's singing, but like it it's almost this and just how tragic it is and uh, the uh, just Billy Boyd's got an incredible voice and I can't imagine these without that like it's. Uh, it's just, it's really affecting and haunting. So let's skip ahead to um, uh, the, the, the Aragorn uh, stuff in the camp. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and, and like like the whole last uh, bit of the movie too. So, okay. So we're in the camp and then, er- oh, oh, fucking Hugo Weaving comes back. Hey. Oh, yeah. Like, hey. I love this. Uh, <laughs> the way like, I remember just being really like, kind of freaking out here of the, the way it's built up of like oh there's some mysterious figure I, I kind of I knew who it was but it's still kind of the way it's played like uh, him sitting in the like Aragorn comes in thinking you know he's going to meet with Theoden and then like oh shit who's that guy in the hood uh, it's good stuff I thought the first time I saw this it was going to be Arwen for some reason it should have been <laughs> yeah you're not wrong but I love Hugo Weaving so, I don't know why I, but yes thematically would have been a great time for Arwen to give him the sword for sure. The, uh, and also, isn't there a scene here wherein um, 
everybody's basically like, yeah, we don't have enough men. You know, we, we need more men. Mm-hmm. So what does Aragorn do? <laughs> what does he set out to do? Get some ghosts. Get some ghosts, man. Yep. Yeah. We love that. After, bra- love after that. breaking a poor girl's heart by a horse. What an asshole, what dude. After leading asshole. her on, after fucking brushing her hair from his her face and shit, like, it is but a shadow that you love. I cannot give you what you seek. Like, like fuck bitch, off. Ugh. You were just watching me sleep earlier. I know you want it. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, he decides to go after some ghosts instead. I mean, men, am I right? And fuck his cousin. Uh, and fuck his cousin. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Burnett's are profoundly better than blondes, but <laughs> she's still a bad bitch. I, I love this whole sequence, and and it's uh, I don't know where it is in New Zealand, but the, Peter Jackson says has used it many times. If I'm thinking about the right place, right? Is is this the same place where he shot some of King Kong? This whole setting here, and then them riding through, and then heading into the cave, or is it a mine? Who knows? Uh, it's who? a cave. There you go. It's a cave. They right? built the, I'm, the I'm right this time. Or the the cursed soldiers built this place. Uh, yeah. And God, yeah, and the, the sequence, holy and the shit. Dead keep it. I like Gimli trying to blow the ghost away, too. He's like, quit it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, quit it. <laughs> and, and I don't care that Gimli's, like, kind of reduced to comic relief sometimes, because, like, it's always good. <laughs> it's always, like, funny and, like, really cute. <laughs> so I can't help but be, like, like him, you know, even more, you know, than I already do. Uh, so yeah, that sequence in particular I think is really funny and wonderful because like yeah, they're gonna recruit a ghost army, and like it's what you said, it's like littered with skulls and it's so like morbid and metal. And then here's this moment of him like, get this out of here. Well, and he's you know, like, like when he's like it, realizes that he's stepping on skulls, he's like kind of like yeah. shuffles. It's great. Yeah, he's got that ooh, ooh. <laughs> like kind of look on his face. Yeah, he's he's the best, dude. Gimli forever you know uh what who uh, maybe harrison can help me here i don't know the name of that lead ghost guy the the guy that i guess leads them all does he have a title yes but it escapes me right now okay like i, I just i will I, have that by next recording yeah i just i just wanted to mainly point out that like you can tell he's the leader because it's such a obviously he has the lines and he's the one in the forefront but i mean that from a design standpoint like when you look at him versus all the other ghosts you're just like oh that's the dude in charge like clearly don't he got a like, crown on though yeah yeah that's true but again it, it's just yeah it's kind of a stupid thing to say but it in all sincerity it's how he's designed it's it's just something i picked up on it's one of those things where you're like dude whoever designed these creatures orcs it's the same thing with the tumor face orc guys like you know he's the leader it's like right when you see him you're just like that's the dude like that's the guy i need to right. be paying attention to uh even in the tiny moment um in the final battle with the oliphant the dude on top you could tell he's the leader the one with the painted face the red you know all that stuff so you're like okay i get it same thing there it's just like you're like oh shit that's that's the dude you know like straight up right i I love his design so much it's it's incredible the white eyes the jaw like everything about it's just so good Uh, his name is just the king of the dead or the king of the mountains uh he's not given an actual i prefer king of the dead yeah his his true name is (laughs) unknown Uh, i think it's kind of the point like his his like the fact that they you know were cowards and that they were cursed it's like even their names were lost uh yeah, some, especially if yeah. they if they were cursed by Isildur himself, that's like three thousand years at least of non life. So the dirt worst curse. 
King Ghosty McGhostface. That's what I'm gonna call him. <laughs> the skulls. Well, you might as well. You'd never call anybody the right name anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie. Yeah. You'll remember that one. I'm gonna remember that one. <laughs> the skulls, the practical effects of the of the of the miniature skulls breaking through, like that avalanche. Ah, uh, uh, it's so good. I, I fucking hate it. I, I love hate it. it. I love oh. it. I love it. I legit. I legitimately think most of the stuff added in the sequence for the extended edition like harms the movie. Like it's awful. in this Whoa. in this sequence in particular. Yes. Okay. So you have to remind me what's in what's added in here. So. So Gimli blowing the hands away, like, I'm fine with that. That's fine. That's whatever. Uh, I think the way the theatrical cut handles it is way better. Like, after after um, Aragorn gives his whole speech and his final what say you, it cuts, and we do not see them again until they jump out oh, of the yeah. ship. Oh, that's there. right. That's yeah, 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 yeah. And it works so you know much what? better. Yeah, you, I, I may agree with you on this point, Harrison, because like when I was watching it this time around, I was thinking, wait a second, this, you know, I always remember that moment watching it in a theater where you don't know what happened with like Aragorn and the ghosts, but then you see the reveal, like that huge moment when like they mm-hmm. come off the boat, that was, that played big in a theater. So yeah, it works it works so much better. But by the time you get to that here, you've already seen them eviscerate uh, the the fleet. Like, you've already seen them eviscerate the pirates, which comes with the worst fucking line. Like, there's literally a you and what army joke <laughs> before, they do, before they take the boats. It's so dumb. No, it's not. Because here, here's the thing. Like, when somebody says a dumbass line like that, and then they're immediately dispatched afterwards, that's the filmmaker clearly stating, like, yeah, I couldn't help myself. I'm an asshole, so I'm going to kill myself. And literally, Peter Jackson kills himself in that cameo. So, like, (laughs) so props to him, man. Like, he's five years old, dude. You got to imagine that. He has to have powerful women rein him in. Like, he's a kid, like, at all times. Okay, but but he does it twice. He basically does the same thing when they get to Pelennor Fields. And Gimli nudges the bow. It's the best. You're crazy. (laughs) No, it's bad. You're crazy. It's bad. Who's going to break this tie? Allie, what do you think? I kind of like it. There there you go. All right. God. But I like corny shit. Uh, Fuck (laughs) Oreo. Again, if if you acknowledge the cheese, I'm on board. And here's here's an example. In Matrix Reloaded, when Agent Smith is copying more Agent Smiths, this lady drops her bag of groceries as she's being assimilated by Agent Smith. And he says, me, 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 me. And then the other Smith that gets assimilated says, me too. And then they instantly cut to him stepping on a tomato as if to say, you cannot throw the tomatoes at us. We know we're fucking corny. Like, we know we're crazy and goofy and we don't give a shit. It's in a big budget movie. Eat it. You know what I mean? Like, I love shit like that. So, yeah, I'm on board with the corn, man, especially when they acknowledge how corny it actually is. It's it's uh, self-aware. Here's all I'll say is that if I were showing someone this movie for the first time, like they had never seen it and maybe never even heard of it, this, like I might not show them that. But I, I, cause the, the fact that when they come out of the ghost, like the ghosts, like not knowing that the ghosts are on the ships, like that's... I, I need I wouldn't want to rob someone of that impact but then like I still like the scenes wait now. so you're saying you showed them the theatrical cut instead well, of the extended cut not necessarily cuts? because I love the Mouth of Sauron scene later but in part two but 
Just that one. So Sam, like I maybe show them. What you're saying is mm, you're, you're, you're going to cut your own version of this sure, and just I, cut I that stuff so, out? God damn it. I don't know. <laughs> you're going to toe for grace this bitch? <laughs> uh, please, please send us all the Sam cut of Return of the King, uh, Sam. Boy, I can't wait to have the Mouth of Sorrow discussion. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to get yelled at again. Uh, all right, so we're, we're running out of time, and we'll, we'll just talk a bit about this final battle sequence. And then we'll talk a, a lot more about it in the next yeah, episode. Yeah, we'll just talk, okay? we'll, it'll be all battle sequence in yeah. the next episode. Yeah, so let, let's just we- touch on it now, because yeah, this part one of Return of the King ends with the start of this battle. So right. let's let's get into it. We get heads catapulted over the wall. We get Faramir skewered coming back. And then uh, what else happens? There's something else that's pretty funny. We get what Ali brought up earlier, uh, Gandalf swinging his staff, going ham, <laughs> uh, wizard ninja. Is that phallic? I don't know. The answer oh, is, is always that yes. Uh, I mean, it's called a staff. So yeah. Yeah, him swinging it around. It's it's so. literally the beginning of the battle where they're throwing rocks at Minas Tirith. They're they're smashing you know shit, uh, and then the um, Yahamkara swing in and grab a whole bunch of like people and fling them like everywhere, and they're screeching like really loud. Uh, what else is going down in this battle? Um, Mary's an idiot. They're just they're fucked. Like Gondor is fucked at this point. Like they're, I mean, this army is. They, they thought the army from Helm's Deep was big, and this is like, we ain't got shit on the, you know, this is, uh, it's very bleak looking, uh, even as, uh, I love uh, Gandalf knocking down and throwing the fuck out, uh, maybe they should have <laughs> put him in a dungeon, maybe they should have just left him on the field, but... No, they, they had shit to worry about, man. <laughs> they didn't have time. But like the, uh, I mean, the, the Oliphant's coming in, the fucking, these siege towers are badass, like the... Uh, the the orcs have catapults while the uh, Gondorians have trebuchets and shit. Like this stuff is great. I love it. Yeah, like this this section ends like this disc ends with the introduction of Grand, which is so great. Uh, and Grand is the fucking best. Grand's my fucking favorite thing about this movie. I love that fucking thing so goddamn much. It's crazy. It's goofy, isn't it? it? It's one of those things where you're just like, yo, we got a battering ram, but then we got a battering ram. You know what I'm saying? In case this shit doesn't go down, we got the big joint. We got the huge one. Flaming wolf's head. Like, fuck yes. yes. <laughs> like, it's literally, it's literally called Grand Hammer of the Underworld. Like, that is the canonical name. It fucking rules. How is that not a metal song? Yeah. There, there needs to be a metal song named that. Why isn't there? Uh, but yeah. Let's write it. Probably it. Let's do them, it. Them chanting Grand is just, it's, it rules. Uh, again, orcs over Urukai for me. Uh, I just love their personality. And really? Whoa. Ugliness and their, this dude with the, like, skull on his head. Uh, it's great. So we've reached the end of disc one, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. That's well, the very end right there. Yo, can I can I really quick say one more thing about Grand? What's up, Harrison? Yo, so like Sauron's boss, Morgoth, the big bad before Sauron. Grand was Morgoth. his Morgoth. Yeah, Morgoth. Love that. No, I know, I know. I'm not correcting okay. you. I'm just I got, saying that I was about to get up. It's a Goth as fuck. <laughs> oh, it's great. But here's the great thing. Fucking Grand was his mace. <laughs> Grant was this dude's fucking mace, and then after Morgoth got defeated, Sauron was like, "Nah, let's make a let's make it a battering ram." Wait, how big? How fucking big is Morgoth then? Woo! He's got to be giant. He's like 
he um is like if you thought Sauron was a problem like Sauron ain't got shit on Morgoth. Morgoth, Morgoth yeah. Morgoth is like uber Satan. It's crazy. <laughs> Do I need to read the Silmarillion? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yes. Yeah, dude, it's fucking good. The Silmarillion's great. Fine. Motherfucker, the fall, of, the fall of Numenor has like a thousand Balrogs during it. It's so good. Jeez. And I think you'll get like a lot of... Uh, it, it definitely informs Lord of the Rings, obviously. Yeah. So I think you would really, really... Oh, I just looked up an art of him. Yeah, he's fucking huge. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it would be... Have it, have, read the Silmarillion before... Uh, Amazon's Lord of the Rings series comes out because it's kind of going to be crucial context. Ooh, there we go. Last words on this part one of Return of the King. Allie, why don't you go first? Man, I fucking love Return of the King. It's my favorite. I think it's, you know, for being the longest, it moves the quickest to me anyway. I think, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't like Aragorn, you guys. <laughs> is it is is that like the big revelation you've had watching these movies now? It's like, oh, maybe Aragorn's not that I, great. No, the thing is, like, I, I it's just talking about it with you guys. I'm like, damn, he kind of suck. Like, he really do. I don't. Well, no, he doesn't. But you know, I maybe maybe I'm just going through something. But anyway, <laughs> I love these fucking movies, but this movie right here is the reason that I am obsessed with these movies. I think. If I had to show one movie to a person who has never seen Lord of the Rings before, it would be this one, so that they could watch the rest of the movies. I for sure thought that Shelob was in this first part, which is, like, my favorite sequence, because it's goth as fuck. But um, we'll talk about that next time. So I think my favorite section is going to be the very last section we talk about. But, you know, this section is number two. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and we didn't talk much about... Sam Frodo and Gollum towards the end because we had already talked about the bread stuff. I mean, uh, in Christ, a, a, a lot of their, um, a lot of what happens and what's important to them really happens in the second half. So yeah. we'll save it for the second half. Yeah, uh, Sam, final words. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just made me really want to watch part two. Like I wanted, and I haven't had time because I've been busy, but uh, I'm gonna probably watch it tomorrow because I need to. Um, but I just, yeah, this fucking movie, I, during the Two Towers episode, I said that might be my favorite, but I was reminded again during this that I'm like, nope, it's, it's this, I'm sorry, I have to. Uh, I love these, and it's, it's just great setup. This is a lot of setup, but it's fucking great piece moving. And so, yep, I'm all in, can't wait for the next one. Uh, Harrison, what about you? Yo, this movie fucking rips. Uh, I, I, have, I have problems with it. Obviously, um, I think it's telling that I have stopped saying perfect after Fellowship of the Ring, because uh, Fellowship is a perfect piece of cinema, and no one can no one can prove me prove me wrong. Um, I think there's a lot of really good stuff in here, and I think the theatrical edition is as close to as like almost flawless as well. I think this one probably suffers the most from the editions, though, um, just due to the sheer length and cheesiness of some of them. I understand your point, Rocky, about it being quote-unquote <laughs> self-aware, but I think there's a difference between this and The Matrix because The Matrix is adapting, like, is basically being anime and this is trying to be a serious war film and, like, they don't mix. They You just wanted to say anime. No. <laughs> you brought up The Matrix. I didn't. Uh, just, I don't know. I think that, I think this is, like, 
exceptional filmmaking for a lot of it. I just think the stumbles are harder than the stumbles in Two Towers and Fellowship. Right, fair, fair. If we all agreed all the time, it would be really boring, wouldn't it? Fair, but wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Rocky, last words. Yeah, I mean, um, I echo everybody's statements. I love them. I love this saga. We're almost at the finish line, and it is yet to disappoint me. Um, All of it is still fire. I love everything about it, the battle sequences to the characters. And I just have to emphasize that that scene where Frodo tells Sam to go home absolutely shatters my heart to pieces. I think Sean Austin really sold that, or sold it. Like, he did such a good job, and they just don't cut away. They just show him slink down crying and you're just like dude this is heartbreaking like absolutely heartbreaking so props to them for making that work and um my favorite moment ever is in the next half and so all the build-up to it has been just like making me happy and excited and this first half reminds me of that uh i love it i think the it just does not disappoint this whole trilogy is awesome and it does great things and like honestly cares about its characters the beacons jesus christ like the score like all of it is just fucking incredible and you know i'm it's just good i mean plain and simple it's just good it has yet to disappoint me that the the quality of this saga has yet to wane uh even with a lot of weird pacing issues i don't give a shit it's like i'm on board like totally on board and again when we get to the second half I'm going to be an animated motherfucker, man. There's some shit that happens in this second half that's like, you did that. That's on screen forever. Like, holy shit. You know, like things things of that nature. So, yeah, big fan. Love it. I love this thing. This, I think I now consider, well, it was close between Return of the King and Two Towers for me as the best of the trilogy. And I think it's going back to Return of the King after going back and forth. Because this first half especially... You know, I know, I I understand Harrison's complaints, I get it, you know, but I don't know, I like that it just kind of veers into some tangents and it's maybe, I don't know, it's just fun. It's more fun than the last uh, parts and it has more action and it's, uh, it's better. It's better, but the whole thing is great, but this is like, yeah, and I think the second half of Return of the King may be my favorite parts of the entire trilogy so yeah so yeah i'm excited for for the next episode guys that's it that's the episode uh return of the king part two extend a cut next episode as of this recording it'll be like what in three weeks or something (laughs) um so yeah well we'll talk to you then i mean no i'll talk to you guys then yep listeners i'll listen to you you know you'll you'll hear us in the next episode (laughs) Bye. bye keep Keep going helm steep in those guts. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. You can follow me at sick underscore underscore six six or more salacious content over at the blur bitch underscore underscore. And you can listen to my podcast sequels, S-E-E-Q-U-E-L-S through Talk Film Society or anywhere you hear your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Shot First. And I'm the host of Talk Film Society's Keanu Reeves retrospective podcast Keanu Believe It which is also on Twitter at Keanu Believe It you can follow me on Twitter at play underscore champion and I also host a Disney podcast called Dream a Little Deeper 
follow me on Twitter, Rocky Warrants, R-O-C-K-I-E-W-A-R-A-N-T-Z. And because of this uh, gross pandemic, I've been doing a whole bunch of gaming. So I'm also on Twitch. So Rock Agus on Twitch if you want to watch me game and come hang out. And you can follow me on Twitter at Marcelo J. Pico. And you can follow Talk Film Society at TalkFilmSOC. Go to our website, TalkFilmSociety.com. Listen to our other podcasts, read our articles. And if you want to hear bonus episodes of this show and others, go to Patreon.com slash TalkFilmSociety. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode, where we cover part two of The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King.